This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm so delighted today to welcome back to the program my co-host for the hour, the beautiful and award-winning queen of R&B and soul, Miss Julie Black, who was hand-selected to sing for the Queen of England. She also has great generosity of spirit. She's the founder of a very inspirational health wellness and lifestyle organization called 100 Strong and Sexy. She'll be joining us very soon, but first... It is a great honor to tell you about our first guest, the legendary and respected humanitarian and best-selling author, Robin Sharma, who has written 20 books, including bestsellers such as The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari and his latest blockbuster, The 5am Club, which has sold over 15 million copies worldwide in over 92 languages, making him one of the most broadly read writers alive today. This renowned and acclaimed author, speaker, and famous Canadian success guru is widely considered to be one of the world's top leadership experts. Robin Sharma's clients include many Fortune 100 companies, billionaires, sports superstars, music icons, and members of royalty. Robin, it is an absolute honor to welcome you to Finding Your Bliss. It's such a pleasure to be here. Robin, I know that your first book, which I love, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, was a life changer for you and for many. It was printed at Kinko's Copies, and because you showed up to autograph copies of the book, as it were, at a major bookstore, standing right in front of you was a man in a suit who took out his business card, and he was from the esteemed publishing house HarperCollins, and the rest is history. This book, The 5AM Club, has had a different trajectory. Can you tell us about The 5AM Club? which, by the way, I I told you this in the green room, actually made me cry my eyes out in the end. It's just absolutely a masterpiece. Can you tell us why it took you four years to write the 5 a.m. club? Oh, because I'm I'm such a slow writer, I think. No, (laughs) I I honestly, this is a a method I've been teaching for over two decades, the the 5 5 a.m. club method. And when I was working with some of these CEOs that I mentor and, and some of these captains of industry and NBA stars, what I was realizing is their morning routine often was, wasn't very precise, wasn't very pristine. So I started calibrating a morning process that would allow them to optimize their cognition, that would give them more energy, that would put them in the right state of mind and set them up for a great day. Because I, I truly believe the way you begin the day sets up the way your day unfolds. And I often go to the credo of the Spartan warriors, which is, if you'll sweat more in training, you'll bleed less at war. And in the world right now, we're we're in a number of wars, so to speak. And I think one of the things we can do is start our day well with that victory hour to set ourselves up for a great day. So, you know, I, I taught the method for many years, and then it occurred to me, maybe I should put it into a book and make the book, a, hopefully an entertaining book like The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And so I set about writing it, as you say, over a four-year process. And it's just, I think it took me so long because I I wanted to have every line right. I wanted the work to be beautiful. I wanted 
to make people laugh. I wanted it to touch their hearts. I wanted to offer neuroscience in it. I wanted to offer productivity tools. I, I really wanted it to be something that would change the life of the reader. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it has, and it does. And, and that's clear from the response. And I can tell you from my own personal response, why is the first hour of the day the most important hour of the day? It, it's just, I believe in this age of dramatic distraction, 5 a.m. or rising before the sun is the time of greatest quietude. I mean, you, you look right now, there are a lot of people who are behaving as cyber zombies and they're addicted to their devices and they're addicted to social media and they're addicted to their apps and they're not present. And uh, it, it's it's almost as if a majority of the population is suffering from fragmented attention syndrome. And so I think 5 a.m. is a time where there aren't a lot of notifications coming at you. The rest of the world is asleep. And I do think there's a reason why a lot of the great, greatest artists, the greatest poets, the greatest humanitarians, the greatest sages and seers were up at 5 a.m. It's, it's such a quiet time. And it's a time where you can actually, after a night of rest, I believe your, your mind, your body, and your spirit is most available to being upgraded. And so it's a great time to do that inner work that we can all do to become better human beings. It's a great time to work on your mindset or what I call in the book, your heart set, your health set, and your soul set, those four interior empires. And if each one of us were to spend 60 minutes every morning working on our inner lives and, and giving ourselves some self-care and developing our minds, bodies, emotions, and our spirits, then by 6 a.m., we would we would have recalibrated ourselves. So we go out in the world and we'd be kinder and we'd be more positive. We'd be more focused. We'd have more energy. We'd be more productive and creative and we'd have a better day. And I believe your days are your life in miniature. And as you live each day, so you craft your life. So just by starting the morning well, you can dramatically influence your days, which upgrades your weeks, months, years, and, and most of your life. That's so incredible. I really love, and it really resonated for me, the 20-20-20 formula. And you've been teaching it to many of the most successful people in the world, including billionaires, sports superstars, industry titans. Why is this special morning routine so powerful? And can you break down the 20-20-20? Sure. I think it's powerful because it blends neuroscience with the importance of philosophy in our lives, with the importance of learning and growth for any human being. So the 20-20-20 formula speaks to what you do from five o'clock to six o'clock, what I call in the 5 a.m. club, your victory hour. Why is it 20-20-20? Well, there are three 20-minute pockets, as, as you know so well. And the first pocket from five to 5.20 is called move. And that's where I encourage the readers to sweat first thing in the morning. Science shows that when you sweat first thing in, in the morning, you're going to release something called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which John Rady at Harvard calls miracle grow for the brain. And BDNF released in sweat also promotes neurogenesis, which is the growth of new brain cells. BDNF released in sweat also repairs brain cells damaged by stress. BDNF promotes uh, increased processing and connectivity in the brain, which is an amazing um, competitive advantage. Also, if you work out first thing from five in that pocket of move from five to 520, you're going to release dopamine, 
which is the inspirational neurotransmitter. And we all need inspiration in this world we're living in right now. And it'll release uh, nor norepinephrine, which will actually give you more focus in this world where so many of us are so scattered. Uh, it'll also release um, serotonin, which will make you feel a lot happier. So now it's 520. You feel fundamentally different from when you first woke up in the morning, just because you've taken the time to exercise and sweat. Brings us to the second pocket of the 2020-20 formula, which is about reflect. A lot of people are busy being busy in this world that we live in. We, we live our lives like a five-alarm fire and we're so busy doing, we forget that we're human beings. And I think what makes a great life is a life lived under your own terms. And what makes a great life is a life lived according to your values and your philosophies and being true to yourself. And so for 20 minutes from 520 to 540, this is when you can pray, you can meditate, you can write in a journal, you can do affirmations, and you can take that time to reflect on what you want to stand for, who you want to be, and how you want to live the day ahead. Final pocket of the 2020-20 formula, 20 minutes from 540 to 6 o'clock on learning. And when I work with the best of the best, whether it is in the MBA, whether it is you know the, the corporate titans, whether it's uh, the great movement makers, they all have one thing in common. They love to learn. They understand your life can change by reading a book or listening to the right podcast, or maybe someone listening to this interview, they're going to hear one idea that opens up a light that brings them into a whole new way of seeing the world or, or themselves. And so for 20 minutes, you, you take the time to consciously study because what makes a master is she never thinks she's a master. She always thinks she's a beginner. Now it's six o'clock just by running through that calibrated morning routine that I go deep into in the book, you feel fundamentally different. And the way your day unfolds is going to be different. That's so fun. It's so inspiring. It just makes you want to do it. And I love the line in the book when you say that all change is hard at first, messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. And that installing a habit goes through three stages. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. Society says, if something is hard, it's bad. So I think in many ways, we've become this society of human beings who look for the easy route. And I wrote down, I'm working on a new book right now. And I wrote down an, an idea last night, after a long walk, and it was a hard life is ultimately the easiest way to live. A hard life is actually the easiest way to live. Like getting up at 5 a.m. and staying with your fitness program and forgiving people who have hurt you, reading when you might not feel like reading or you think you know everything, eating your broccoli and kale, <laughs> you know, treating strangers on the street with consideration, all those kinds of things, they're, they're not easy. They're hard. But ultimately... When we do those things, we become healthier, we become happier, we become more spiritually awake, and we have a greater impact. And so that line in the 5M Club, all changes, hard at first, messy in the middle, gorgeous at the end, speaks to the fact that if a new skill or a new commitment or a new habit we're trying to install, if it's not hard at first, it's, it's really not great change. It's so fantastic. I want to talk about your writing process, Robin, because you've written 20 books. And I can't even believe in the midst of this masterpiece, you're writing another book. And how would you describe your writing process? You're so prolific. 
uh, painful. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, it's yesterday I had, I had one of those days that I don't think I've had for many months. Uh, and it was just like the, the angels, uh, fast writing and the gods of flow just decided to show up for me. I, I find it, um, a very hard process and a very beautiful process. I think, um, I believe it was Robert Louis Stevenson who said, only those willing to go to the edges can expand their edges. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when I write, I try to push myself in terms of the craft, in terms of my ability, in terms of my spirituality, in terms of my vulnerability. Each book, I try to go deeper and deeper. And so that becomes hard because you bump up against your own dragons and your own doubts and your own insecurities. Like, will people laugh at this? Will they misunderstand me? Will they judge me? Will they not like that book? But the process of writing and going to those places that terrify you, it not only, I believe, increases my craft, but it makes me it makes me hopefully a better person. So I would say the writing process is, is also a process of growing it as a human being. My process is easy sometimes, and my process is difficult sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember reading Ernest Hemingway. It's like, well, I get up at 5 a.m. and I sit at my table and it just flows. That isn't exactly the way it works for me. Uh, and then some, someone once said, a great writer is a great editor. So on this new book, I'm in the process where the manuscript uh, is probably my fifth or sixth rewrite, but now I'm in the editing process. But I think, you know, it's getting those details right and finding the right word and, and rewriting and rewriting. That's what I believe makes a, a very high quality book. So, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. Oh, Julie Black is here. We're all together now. Yay. Hi. How are you, Julie? <laughs> I'm so good. How are you? You have been such an extraordinary supporter of the 5AM Club. I, I'm so grateful. Listen, that the 5AM Club changed so many people's lives, changed my life. And I'm so I'm so grateful that you actually you, you followed your vision. I'm grateful. So grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah. My pleasure. It's my privilege. Thank you for saying yes to this interview. Uh, no, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Thank you both for saying yes. It's so wonderful. This book resonates differently for everyone. Julie, what has your experience been with reading Robin's book? And what has personally resonated for you in the 5 a.m. club, Own Your Morning, Elevate Your Life? Well, just the notion of doing things in a granular way, um, breaking life down. You know, sometimes, especially as a musician, uh, we can be very extreme. Artists can be extreme, which is beautiful in one sense. But when I was able to go back to basics and simply divide an hour into three and know that I could, what I'm doing for the 2020-20 rule, that I apply that to everything. I've been able to apply that to songwriting. I apply that to my workouts. I apply that to my reading. I apply that to prayer time. It's like, when you learn how you do one thing to me is how you do everything. And when you have such a formula that is digestible and um, simple enough, then it, you just, you elevate your life and you elevate your mindset. You, that too, the heart set, the soul set, the mindset. And I'm Jamaican, right? So oftentimes Jamaicans would be like, how do you set your mind? <laughs> you know, how is your mind? set up your mind and so i've 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 moved into life with that and really 
realize how you position your mind, position your heart, position your soul. That's how it, it resonated with me. Like, again, there's another saying that my, my mentor or pastor says about your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate. So I'm so healthy. So he's like, well, look at what, what are you watching? That's like, in, just like what you eat. What are you listening to? Protect your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate. So same thing with all those. I can keep going. I don't want to take up the whole interview. So Robin, like you're, you play a big role in my life. Like wow. every day. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think Julie, you speak to something important as well. There, there's a, another brain tattoo in the book and it's small daily, seemingly insignificant improvements when done consistently over time lead to stunning results. And I think it sounds so simple, but one of the greatest of all virtues for a musician, a writer, an entrepreneur, a mother, father, a human being is patience. And I think our civilization has has taught us to get the information instantly and to get a result in, instantly, to get healthy instantly, to to hope for a, rela- a world-class relationship that's instant. But obviously that doesn't happen. And what I've learned and what I try to write about in the book is whether it is getting up at 5 a.m., whether it is your craft, whether it is fitness, whether it is love, it, it's a process. And when, when I look at the most successful, fulfilled people in the world, they fall in love with the process. And I, I, I was sharing, I'm writing this new book and you know, I've hit a number of walls and I was measuring how well I was working by how many pages I was writing. And then I caught myself and I realized I must just trust and fall in love with the process. And I think that's really important to remember those little micro wins when done consistently every day over time, they stack out into real success. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just wanted to add that what really resonated for me is when the spellbinder in the book, one of the characters in the book says, my recommendation is that you also create a private life, strong in ethics, rich with marvelous beauty and unyielding when it comes to the protection of your inner peace. This, my friends, is how you soar with the angels and walk alongside the gods. Could you just speak to that a little bit, Robin? Because that, I don't know, that just filled me with total, um, I don't know, joy and uh, bliss. Well, absolutely. I I think so many of us fall into this snare of measuring our value and who we are as people by how much money we have or by the things we have or by how many likes we have or those kind of external things. And I think we all come to a point in life where we realize those things don't give us the joy and they don't give us the peace and they don't give us the serenity we're looking for. And so in that paragraph in the 5M Club, I'm simply trying to suggest that I believe real happiness lies by learning to honor who you are. I really do believe that we all have some form of original genius inside of us. I really do believe that beneath the layers of doubt and fear and insecurity that we've gathered as we move through life, we have this well of joy, this well of peace, this well of vitality, this well of wisdom inside of us. And the more we can And again, I think the best time to do it is from 5 to 6 a.m. or even 4 to 5 a.m. But before, while the rest of the world is asleep, if we can make the time to run that 2020-20 formula and and do our own inner work, whether it is through prayer, meditation, running on a treadmill, yoga, or simply sitting still, we're going to start to build some intimacy with who we truly are. 
And when you get to know who you truly are and you spend time building that primary relationship and you actually access your bravery, you access your wisdom, you access your humanity, then what happens is you go out in the world and you can enjoy all those external pleasures if they mean a lot to you, but you don't need them. You're not identified them. And that's a really important thing. You enjoy being in the world, but you're not dependent on the world. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. And so, I mean, the 5am club has become, it's, it's a bestseller all around the world. It's become like the Bible for so many people, including myself. Why do you think it really made that connection, Robin? I think there's a few things. I think humanity is at a place where people are looking for greater consciousness, looking for greater depth, looking for greater answers. Look at the world right now. I would say, secondly, people are really resonating with the fact I wrote that story about these three quirky characters, you know, the procrastinator artist and the hard-driving entrepreneur and this spellbinder. So I think people like the story. And then I, I would say, finally, they're just feeling connected to, to the words. I, I did my best to write from a place of love and, and genuine service. And, and I believe that when you, I mean, you, I'm sure you feel the same way, Julie. It's like when you are in the pocket, in the flow and coming from a place of service, then people just resonate at a very deep level. Mm-hmm. This show is Finding Your Bliss, so we always try to leave our listeners with advice on how they can have more enlightenment and more happiness and and peace of mind and fulfillment. What advice do you have for anyone who wants to be more creative and productive while also leading a happier and more peaceful life? Well, I would say first thing, you can change the world or you can play with your phone. You can't do both. So we are in a, I love it. We, we are, you know, I mean, apps and social media and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, videos of people doing stupid human tricks are very addictive. And I think it's really important. If you look at all geniuses, whether in the arts, humanities, science, they all have one thing in common. They isolated themselves. So um, Salvador Dali, I was in his, in his house in Spain. I visited his house in Spain, this little place in a fishing village. You look at um, Andrew Wyatt, the great American artist, lived on a farm. Uh, you look at, you, you're from Jam- Jamaica. So um, Ian Fleming, uh, Ian Fleming, Julie, wrote um, the James Bond in his place in Jamaica called Goldeneye. So I think we have to isolate ourselves and we got we have to get away from the world if we want to do work that serves the world. I think that's important. And the second thing is let's remember that genius is less about genetics and it's more about habits. And a lot of us have not learned the habits of world class. So we want the rewards of world class, but we don't do the things that would give all of us world class. So that's why those habits in the 5M Club book, it's not the 20, just the 2020-20 formula, but there's that model with the 10 habits of d- daily genius. I think that's why so many people are, are, are finding those so, so relevant. It's giving them a te- some techniques to actually do that give them re- their results. I was just going to ask you about that, actually, to e- drop even a few nuggets, even a few nuggets for the, for the rituals for, for the, the lifelong genius. Can you drop a few for us? Oh, I'd love to. One of, the, one of them is the second wind workout. I I saw your Instagram, Julie, so you're very fit. So if you believe that exercise is a complete needle mover, which I totally believe it is, then why would you only do it in the morning? 
So the second wind workout is your second workout at the end of your workday. You go for a mountain bike ride. You go, you do what I did last night, walked around the city I lived in for two hours, just looking at architecture, staring up at the stars. But doing a second wind workout will give you the benefits of even more exercise, even more of that pharmacy of mastery based on neuroscience. Mm. Love that. I actually call those double paydays with 100 Strong and Sexy. I say, go for your double payday. Yeah, we we ask all of our guests, Robin, this question: What is bliss for Robin Sharma? Bliss is bliss is, is two things to me, uh, Judy. It's mining for gold within. You know, it's moving through my insecurities, moving through my ego, moving through my limitations, and discovering who I truly am. And that's a life lifelong process, but that gives me bliss because it's, it, it is a huge payoff. I, I get to know more of that, that, that wisdom and that love and that truth that lives at the core of every single human being. Uh, the second thing of part of bliss is service. When I was growing up, my dad uh, paraphrased the words of the Bengali poet, poet Rabindranath Tagore. And he said, Robin, when you were born, you cried while the world rejoiced. He said, son, live your life in such a way that when you die, you cry while the world rejoices. Oh, and, wow. and I think, you know, for the people who have learned how to humbly serve, Judy, you talked about the last part of the 5M club, you know, in Nelson Mandela's prison cell. That scenario probably touched you the way it did because it happened to me. <gasps> okay, now I fully got the shivers. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that that oh whole thing about oh being closed because of the winds and then the flag going up <sighs> and then a, a housekeeper letting us in and a guard, that all happened to me. And and wow. And it oh, happened to me a number God. of years ago, but a few years before that I went alone. This was with a group of my clients, but a few years ago before that I went alone. And um a guide who is a former ANC uh, prisoner, he was my guide. And I said, Did you know inside Nelson Mandela's prison cell? I said, Did you did you meet Nelson Mandela? And he said, I served here with him for eight years. And I said, what was he like? As anyone would ask, what was he like? The guide said, paused, and then he said, um, oh, that man was a humble servant. And I think bliss, if you can spend the rest of your life, fine, take care of your family and yourself. But if you can be a humble servant who has forgiveness in their heart and love in their heart and just you go out there and you're considerate and you see the best in people and you leave people bigger than you found them. It's such a paradox, but that is the doorway into bliss. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you so much for saying that. That's just gorgeous. You've become, Robin, one of the most widely read authors alive. And Julie and I wanted to know how you would like to be remembered. I think what I try to invest my time is while I'm blessed to be on the planet, try to do my dreams and, and be the family man I want to be and the, the, the servant, the servant leader I, I wish to be. So I care less about how I'm remembered because I think that could be an ego trap. Mm, right. So I think the real key is try to do your best, keep perspective, keep boots on the ground and try to do the best you can do to be a great human being while you get to live. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I often actually say, yeah, ego is ease God out. And as you were mentioning that, Robin, I thought I really, it really landed on my heart. Like, it's, are you living or are you existing? And servant leadership, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. And often I say, you know, while, while you're waiting, let's say you're waiting on, I don't know, a dream, a goal, you're waiting, then be a waiter, serve. Mm-hmm. That's what waiters do. Waiters serve. Wait on somebody. You know, Robin, we want to thank you so much for being on Finding Your Bliss today. And really thank you for all the beautiful work you do in this world, helping people feel happier, more helpful and more alive. It's truly been sheer bliss for us. And I know it's a real treat for our listeners. Thank you very, very much for being here. Really pleasure, Julie and Judy. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you. What is the best way for us to get in touch with you if people want to get your book, if people want to um, get in touch with you on social media, what would be the best way to do so? Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's at Robin Sharma, S-H-A-R-M-A. And to get the 5M Club, it's on Audible. People are really loving the audiobook, And it's, uh, you know, in bookstores and on Amazon all around the world and everywhere. And Robin, I also want to thank you. You very generously donated several copies of the 5am club for our December giveaway. And we'll tell you all at the end of the show, how you can win a copy of this awesome book. Robin, thanks again so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And sorry, and Robin, thank you for the 10 books that you gave to 100 strong and sexy. You kicked off our book club and now we're five books deep. So whatever book you're writing, I can't wait till you're done because it'll be another book club selection for 100 Strong and Sexy. Well, it's really a pleasure, Julian. Thanks again for all the incredible support. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, Julie Black and I will greet our return guest, meditation expert, Josh Cohn, and we will meet Rosanna Francis and talk all about 100 Strong and Sexy. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio AM 740, FM 96.7. And today, again, we have a very special show and I'm joined by my co-host, Julie Black. It's with great pleasure that we welcome back our co-host today, the beautiful award-winning singer-songwriter and founder of 100 Strong and Sexy, Miss Julie Black back to the program and we're delighted also to welcome back meditation expert Josh Cohn. Josh along with me co-facilitated the 100 Strong and Sexy Cycle 7 meditation workshop for In the Arms of an Angel. Welcome back Julie and Josh to Finding Your Bliss. Oh it's so excited to be here. So so excited to be here. Oh my gosh it's like it's a family reunion. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Julie, can you explain for our listeners exactly what your very inspirational 
health, wellness, and lifestyle organization, 100 Strong and Sexy is all about. Yes, absolutely. Well, 100 Strong and Sexy is really about building uh, community connections with people from all walks of life, primarily women at this point. We are really about finding and making a commitment to your mental, emotional, and physical health and wellness. Uh, the lifestyle part is, is kind of the afterthought. It's the, it's the, it's the, the icing on the cake. You know, I often say it's an inside job. And so for 100 days, three times a year, um, we, we come together and we, we go on a journey. We go on a journey. If you're looking for spirituality, then we have a club that's specific to those who are, who are really trying to get in touch with their spirituality. And we we go into that 5 a.m. club vibe. We're up, you know, one hour later. We do it at 6 a.m., um, but we get together every Monday morning. If you're looking for plant-forward living and you want to just learn more about that lifestyle, we have a step club, which is my my baby. I love my step club. Old school stepper, new school moves, body positivity, we have a book club, of course, 5 a.m. club actually launched it for us, you know, and so and, and so many others. We have, a, a, of course, the how we connected was in the arms of an angel, our grief and loss support group. And we wanted to make sure I me in particular that 100 Strong and Sexy is a place where it's a la carte. You kind of choose your own adventure where you may not be here to try and lose weight. It started off as like a, okay, fitness, lose weight. Some people wanted to gain muscle and all that good stuff. But really, if we are not working on our insides, our mindsets, our soul set, our heart set, then it really doesn't matter how much exercise we do because there are other things that need to be um, looked at and, and, and healed from. And so it's been, we've been around for two years now, way before COVID. And it's just become, you know, even more essential because so many of us are living behind computers, are in isolation, and still need some sort of community. So we are virtual with members from Peru, Nigeria, Uganda, many parts of the U.S., Amsterdam, and we're continuing to grow. We are Black-owned, Canadian-founded, and I'm very excited to to really take this to to the heights. As Robin was speaking about, you know, it's about servant leadership, and that's that's how it started. Absolutely. You, Julie, you actually reached out to Josh Cohn and myself with regards to In the Arms of an Angel. And we did a meditation workshop, uh, a part one and a part two for cycle seven. And I'm wondering if Josh, if you can just give us a brief refresher of what happened in our two part meditation workshop in cycle seven. I'd be happy to, Judy. Um, it was a great honor to teach it with everybody and alongside you, Judy, for the first time, a meditation workshop. And basically what we did is we demystified it. So the first thing when people come to meditation is they bring a lot of expectations, which oftentimes turn out to be misconceptions of what meditation is. And so we simplified it. The first session was about bringing your attention onto an object. So I like to think of that as anchoring something in the present moment that you keep coming back to whenever your mind drifts away from the anchor. And this was the breath. The breath is something that's universal. It's with everybody. We can watch how it comes and how it goes, both the voluntary and the involuntary aspect to it. So the first session was about finding an anchor learning how to focus on it, and learning also how our minds like to stray, how our mind doesn't like to be focused on one thing for too long. 
And so that in its, of itself is such a profound practice because it may be the first time you realize how difficult it is just to focus and just to concentrate on something for a sustained period of time. And then in the second part, the second session, we turned it over to the body. So once we have the attention focus and we're in the present moment, then what we do is we lift up the anchor and we free attention to now become what I like to think of as the noticing factor, where it just starts to notice what's happening as it happens. And so it could be sound waves coming into your ears, but for the most part it's focusing on the body and focusing in particular on the sensations that arise so that we see how in the present moment, the body is always in flux, it's always in flow, and there is this impermanent quality to whatever arises. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd love to throw to an interview that we did earlier this week with Rosanna Francis, who's actually the vice president for Julie's Wellness Group 100 Strong and Sexy. And Rosanna also took part along with Julie Black, which was such an honor, in the meditation workshop with us. Let's roll that clip. Rosanna Francis is a wife and mother of six children. She works full-time in the legal profession and is also the president and CEO of Rosie's Big Dream Events, where she specializes in planning events. Her exceptional organizational skills and strong determination allows her to make your dreams come true. And you can reach her at Rosie's Big Dream Events on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome, Rosanna, to Finding Your Bliss. Well, thank you for having me, Judy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so delighted to have you. And I want to ask you, because I've seen you on screen before in the uh, the wonderful meditation workshop that we did together um, along with Josh Cohn. It was with 100 Strong and Sexy. And uh, what was your experience like in the meditation workshop, Cycle 7, of 100 Strong and, and Sexy. Well, first, I want to thank you both for coming to facilitate uh, that session for us. It was absolutely amazing. You both did a fantastic job. Um, for myself, you know, meditation for me is something that I've always wanted to tap into. And um, when um, we went through the meditation process, um, I found it very relaxing for me mentally and physically, those were some of the areas that I was really struggling with my day to day. Um, just trying to stay calm and, and going to that breath. And um, when Josh and yourself taught our group the importance of the breath, it really helped me to slow down the breathing process and taking the time to get my, gather my thoughts and think clearly. So it was fantastic. It was it was really a great experience for me. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. Have you been able to, since that time, find some time in your day, for instance, at a traffic light, just to take in, you know, three deep inhales and three exhales, or just to find some time to do some breathing in the morning before your day begins? It's funny you say that, Judy, because I remember one of the, um, I remember you saying the importance of trying to start your day off with meditation. Mm -hmm. And for myself, it's the most quiet time in my home is first thing in the morning. Um, so I do take 10 minutes out of my day just to go to that breath, do the calm, deep breathing exercises, mm -hmm. just to get my day started off on a good note, calm and relaxed. 
So I do do that first thing in the morning. That's so wonderful. That's also so aligned with what Robin Sharma is uh, talking about on the show today about his book, The 5am Club. And I would think for you with six children, yes. it's really <laughs> essential that you find that time because there's probably no other time of there's the day no or night. Time, Judy, no. <laughs> I, I can relate. I can relate with two. So I can't even imagine what it must be like with six kids. You're so busy. Yes. You know, in the green room before the show, um, we talked about the difference for you between prayer and meditation. With meditation, it's more of a mental exercise. Yes. To stop the mind from racing so that you can really get tap into your spiritual connection with whoever your higher being is, whether it's God, whoever you, you pray to. So for me, I think it's it, they, go, they, they go hand in hand together. Do you think it almost would benefit people to do the meditation before they pray so that they can be in a more relaxed and calm and tranquil state when they begin to pray? Or is that not necessary? For myself, for me, it's necessary because my mind is always racing. So for me to be able to be connected, I really have to be able to meditate first in order for myself to dig deeper into the prayer for me. The, the challenge is for me is just to be able to sit quietly with no interruptions. That's it. It's, it's almost like you have to find that sanctuary and that stillness within yourself. And it's such a gift when, when it does come. What do you love about meditation when it's working and when you're in that sanctuary and that stillness and you've sort of simmered down and you're just there? What do you love about that feeling? Calmness, being at peace. I remember when we were doing the workshop and you were very clear that try to block everything else around you out. Sometimes you might hear the car driving by outside or tap into something that will help you get to that breath to stay calm. And I remember listening to the humming of my fridge and I was just tapping into that humming that really brought me into a real deep meditation where that I can focus on myself and my breathing. And my mind was so clear that it was so much more easier for me. And this is something that I've always struggled with um, throughout my, you know, throughout growing up in my life, it's just to be able to be calm and taking that time to block everything else around Absolutely. you. Yes. I, I think this is something, by the way, um, that we all struggle with. What is bliss for Rosanna Francis? What is bliss for Rosanna? Tranquility. Patience, humbleness, and really just taking that time to be able to get your mind calm and breathing. So the bliss really has helped me become a lot more humble and in tuned to my own feelings as I go out there in the days ahead. So that's my bliss. Well, that's so lovely. I have to tell you, from the minute I first saw you on camera, because we first met on screen, I, you have a very blissful persona, like you have a very lovely light and a wonderful energy. Wonderful to talk to you. I have to thank you so much, Rosanna Francis, for being here today. It really was lovely to have you here. And I look forward to seeing you in cycle eight of 100 Strong and Sexy, the meditation workshop that we're going to be, uh, we're going to be holding. Is there anything you want to tell us about that coming up? Yeah, so 100 Strong and Sexy um, is a movement that really taps into the community, um, a, a really deep sisterhood and um, with health and fitness and, and health and wellness. And the next cycle does start on December 1st. 
we do have a lot of great things to offer the community. And um, the In the Arms of an Angel um, is a grief and support group with, of course, yourself and Joss have been so gracious enough to come and help support our members who have been struggling with grief and support. So there's really a lot of really good clubs and good benefits for those who are really looking to tap into um, healing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just feeling, um, getting your groove back, I want to yes. say. Yes, yes. Um, uh, 100 Strong and Sexy is definitely the place for, for you to be. That's so great. And how can people sign up? So they can go on our website at www.100strongandsexy.com. And all of the information you need will be right on that website. Awesome. I look so forward to the next cycle, cycle eight of 100 Strong and Sexy and seeing you back online and and letting the journey continue. That's great. Oh, we are ready. We are ready. The members loved it. We are so looking forward to seeing both you um, and Josh back um, for cycle eight. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That was such a lovely interview. Julie, I have to ask you because this is all your brainchild. What has been your experience with meditation and what made you want to do the, uh, the meditation cycle? Like what drew you to all of this? That's a really, really good question. And so um, I was raised religious, raised in the church of the Christian faith. And so I believe in God and Jesus. And so prayer has always been um, the outward conversation and a conversation should be with two people or two, you know, entities. And so meditation for me was really about kind of closing my mouth now and listening. And it's in the listening and really listening to my, to my breath. Breath is life. And the way you and Josh made it so comfortable, judgment-free, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules out there about meditation. There are many apps and there's many Insta gurus. And before you know, you can be really discouraged. And so I was really, really interested. And as a singer, I use my breath often, clearly. But to now know that that's home base. And at any moment I could take, I could just pause and pay attention to the rising and the falling of my stomach and know that I'm, I'm, I'm meditating. And, and it's that simple, way simpler than I, than I realized. And you both helped me to get to that place. That's lovely. That's so lovely. We've got so much more coming up in the cycle eight. Josh, can you speak to how the workshop participants will benefit in cycle eight of 100 Strong and Sexy coming up in February? What will we be doing? I'm asking him because he's the teacher. <laughs> sure, Judy, I'd be happy to. Well, we're going to continue to build on what we learned in the first sessions, which is developing our concentration, testing it a little longer through counting our breaths and focusing on sound as it comes in. And then we're going to also go deeper into the body. So we're going to refine our senses. We're going to calibrate the nervous system using the body scan and start to recognize how there are certain areas in the body that may be more dense, more compact, may present more problems for us that We'll learn how to begin to mediate those experiences. So we'll hold our attention around difficult sensations and we'll give them space so that they have the time to begin to break up, dissolve and move forward into the flow. Um, Also, what we'll be talking about is the impact of the environment. And so we start to 
study the different cycles. We start to see how the impact of the lunar cycle, the impact of the diurnal cycle. So we're going to start to expand the scope of our meditative practice beyond just our own bodies to also understand how the environment influences how we feel. If I can just add, I'm also going to be doing a big section on mantras. Do do you have anything you want to say about mantras and how they can help sort of guide and deepen your meditation? Mantras have energy to them. They have a power to them. It's a syllable. It's a language. And when you say something, you take that shape, you take that form. So a mantra is a nice technology to help you stay focused and stay grounded with your awareness. It's harder for your mind to wander when you are in the practice of repeating a syllable over and over again. Mm -hmm. I think it actually helps the meditation to have a mantra because it sort of grounds you. Um, Julie Black, you are giving back with a special gift for cycle eight in the arms of an angel. Could you just explain what what that's all about? Because that's very, very wonderful what you're doing. Yes, this really, really excites me in light of, you know, everybody needing a a hand me up. We don't believe in hand me downs, a hand me up. I wanted to offer uh, $50 off of your membership. And the the code is, is the number 100. SAS, S-A-S, finding your bliss, and then the number 50. So 100 SAS, finding your bliss 50, gets you $50 off of silver, gold, or elite for 24 hours. And uh, we really want to make sure that, you know, it doesn't matter about your economic status. I think that for those who have the, the capacity financially, it will be interesting to see if they take the gift. Because my mom often told me, my late mom, Agatha Gordon, she'd say, you know, if a homeless person had $5 and they wanted to give you half of it and you say no, you may be blocking their blessing because they're operating in faith, offering something. And I think that we can learn as a society to really be able to accept a gift. And that extra $50, you can go ahead and buy some pizza for your family, you know, do something. And just know that we are all in the same boat together. And I might need Judy to row for me while I take a break. And then Josh is going to row and we're going to rotate and stay in this canoe and get to our destination together. I love that. That's so, that's so lovely. I want to thank you so much, Josh Cohn, for being here today. What is the best way for people to follow you on social media and get in touch with you? Oh, okay, great. Well, I'm on uh, Twitter, just my name, Josh Cohen, at Josh Cohen, um, on Instagram as well. But really what's uh, exciting lately is that Downward Dog has a meditation channel. It's all online. And they're offering right now eight meditation courses every week. And three of them are free. And they're half an hour long. And if anyone's interested in picking up a meditation practice, just Google Downward Dog meditation channel. And there'll be a lot of options for people to join a class and meditate with us. That's awesome. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, Julie Black, how lucky are we? We'll sing a song called I Traveled. Julie, take it away. Back in a moment after this short commercial break from Create Fertility Center. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? 
Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss, and my co-host today is Miss Julie Black, and uh, we've been joined by Robin Sharma this hour and Josh Cohn, the meditation expert, and of course, we can't say goodbye <laughs> without a song from the queen of R&B and soul, Miss Julie Black. Julie, what will you be singing today? Well, this is a special song. Uh, it's called I Traveled, and today is three years and six days since my mom transitioned. She passed away in 2017, November 29th. And I wrote this song for her, uh, you know, being that she migrated to Canada and every door that was closed on her, she still found a window to climb through. It was really about resilience and watching my mom keep her faith as her anchor and be that servant leader. And so, you know, you got to travel the long road. It's the time that we're living in. And just stay tra- stay on it. Stay on it. And if somebody needs your support, bring them on your road as well and jump on there. So I want this to be of the song that everyone listens to in this season to say, hey, you know what? I can do this. We can do this. We're better together. Mm, I love that. Let's have a listen to I Traveled. I traveled the long road Just so you would listen I traveled the long road Just me and my intuition Nobody seemed to just why I left with the clothes on my back mm-hmm. They asked why such a drastic change I just know that my decision will put me on track That's why I travel the long road So I can smile again so gorgeous thank you thank you julie black for that that was beautiful oh thank you i want to thank you julie black so much for being my co-host today for the full hour it's really been splendid and how can people sign up for cycle eight of 100 strong and sexy people can sign up by going to the number 100 
strongandsexy.com. 100strongandsexy.com. We have three offers. We have silver, gold, and elite for only $1.50 a day, $2.50 a day, or $3.50 a day for 100 days. Uh, you, you do the math. It's really affordable. Not to mention Nixwear. If you don't know about Nixwear, Nixwear is on board. And gold and silver packages are going to be getting a complimentary Nix bra. We're valued at $50. And mm. girls just want a box. They're doing eight weeks of free boxing lessons <sighs> for eight weeks. That's a part of your membership as well. And the list goes on. So this is so incredible. This will bring you to spring. And why not wake up in March and say, I'm glad I I'm glad I started 100 days ago. Absolutely. Julie, what is the best way for everyone to follow you on social media? You can follow me on Instagram at Miss M-I-S-S Julie, J-U-L-L-Y Black. Miss Julie Black. Twitter is Julie Black. Facebook's Julie Black. Those are the three uh, platforms that I tend to hang out I'm on Instagram. Often I answer all of my DMs, no matter how long they take. So drop me a DM and let's talk. That's awesome. I want to thank all of my guests for being here today. My co-host, the incredible singer-songwriter, Miss Julie Black, and her awesome wellness organization, 100 Strong and Sexy. The legendary leadership expert and author of the 5AM Club, Robin Sharma. Meditation expert, Josh Cohn. And president and CEO of Rosie's Big Dream Events, Rosanna Francis. You can follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook or visit us at findingyourbliss.com. Thank you to our wonderful crew and everyone here at Zoomer. And a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrack. And I'm Julie Black. Reminding you all to own your morning and elevate your life and take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.